Hey, this is Noah Elias of Noah Fine Art. You're listening to the Master of One podcast. You can find me at noahfineart.com. You're listening to a special episode of the Master of One podcast, live from the Reimagine Conference. I'm Andrew, your Master of Art and Design. I'm Patrick, your Master of Television and Film. And I'm Luke, your Master of Toys and Games. So put on your insulated pants, because this seat's about to get hot. Ow! jump into the hot seat let me tell you a little bit about why we do what we do here at the m of one podcast we strive to produce and promote great content that's entertaining informative and inspirational it's our goal to cultivate a community of artists designers and creatives that work together to put amazing things into the world if you want to be a part of this community join us on slack at m of one podcast.com slash slack And if you want to be a part of making this whole thing happen, you can join us on Patreon. Becoming a patron means showing your support, helping us cover costs, and as an added bonus, you'll get exclusive content you won't get anywhere else. You can become a patron for as little as $1 a month, so go to patreon.com slash podcast now to contribute. Also, check out our archive full of incredible interviews with industry leaders at mofonepodcast.com, and don't miss our next full-length episode releasing tomorrow. Now, on to the hot seat. So That's we're fun. back at Reimagine. We are in the fishbowl. Uh, no, no, the aquarium studio. I, it's like, it's like I forget the branding that I gave to this place myself. Yeah, you so the branding you created. Yeah, it happens it's doing though. Great. Um, and we are excited right now to talk with somebody who is just absolutely fantastic. He's a guy, Sue. Sue. So Sue. last night we were talking to um to to him at Noah's house and. Yep. We said to him, so what do you do? And he goes, that's a hard question. And uh, we said, okay, well, like, what's your title? And he just goes, well, I'm a hope dispenser. And we said, let's maybe unpack that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> what is that? Uh, and so uh, let's unpack that as a group right now so that Patrick can hear some of it. But ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, Mr. Ian Utility. All right. All right. I'm did happy he, to be here. Did he say your last name right? He did. He nailed it. Oh, my it. gosh. Ian Utility. <laughs> can I just tell you? I was actually nervous as I was saying it. I'm like, oh, I'm going to butcher it, and it's going to be bad. Um, so, Ian, tell everybody who you are and what you do. Sure. I am 35, just to write in that millennial Gen X generation. Been married for 14 years mm-hmm. to my wife who I met in high school. We have two little boys, four and seven years old. And um, if you look at my LinkedIn page, it starts with husband and father. So I've made Great. it a habit not only to talk about my family being first, but to act that out or constantly right, work toward it. So as far as work stuff goes, uh, it doesn't really matter what I'm doing. I really enjoy whatever I'm working on. Yeah. I joke around being a hope dispenser because ultimately whether I'm trying to sell a product or a service to a prospect, you're basically instilling hope in this prospect for what they're going to get if they make this purchase. If I'm trying to launch a new company and build a startup team, you have to instill hope in people so that they will come 
and join you or whatever it is that you're trying to do. Absolutely. My family is the most important organization I'll ever build. My wife is my most important partner. My children are the most important people I'll ever mentor or uh, put energy into. So when it really comes down to it, everything else, whether massive success or struggles and failures, all the stuff will come and go. And in fact, all it takes is one really bad illness or one really, you know, unfortunate thing to happen in a in a man's life. Right. And everything that you built outside your family is gone anyways. Yeah. So I really I think a lot about just being a good husband and father. As far as work stuff goes, I'm just so easily pleased. Like I'm the guy that every movie is the best movie I've ever seen. Sure. Every meal <laughs> is the best meal I've ever had. Yeah. Every podcast is clearly the best podcast <laughs> I've is, ever done. For sure. Ever done. I can get on board with that. Yeah. So, we um, got that sound bad, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> great, great. And so because of that, I've never been really concerned about what I do with mm-hmm. my time when it comes to work. I'm concerned if my schedule starts becoming unruly and not good for me with my health. But it doesn't matter if I'm working on a software company or a hardware company, if it's philanthropy charity or if it's, um, you know, something having to do with sports. Like, it doesn't really matter what it is. Yeah. And also, it doesn't matter what my role is. Like, it doesn't matter if I have uh, an executive role or if my role is more of an assistant. Mm -hmm. I just am generally very pleased yeah. with life. I'm easily satisfied, right? Yeah. I find great pleasure in just being productive. Yeah. Sure. So because of that, I've never held on to any role in any company very tightly. And that's one reason why I'm an equity partner in many different organizations, but I'm not really involved right. in them. Yeah. Um, and which has freed up my time, yep. allowed the people that I've built things with to do the best work of their life without mm-hmm. me having to bug them and be mm-hmm. around them because I'm a bit of a disruptor, mm-hmm. a little agitating if he is around. <laughs> I, uh, I, <laughs> I don't usually share this, but might as well. Uh, so one of my partners uh, told me I was like, <laughs> told me I was like uh, Sean Parker and I had to leave. <laughs> so uh, he, he said, I won't work with you anymore. You're too unsafe. I never know what you're going to do. You're like Sean Parker. I'm like, uh, I never did coke with any of the interns. Yeah. So, and I and I, I never thought of myself as a really super smart or talented person like him. So I'm trying to figure out where you got that. And his his basic gist was like, "Hey, I couldn't start the company without you, but it's gotten to the point where you're such a radical person that you make me as your partner feel unsafe, and you make our team feel like there's instability." So he kicked me out. We agreed. I mean, it was an early exit, and it was fine, and we worked it all sure. out. Another company I started after that, I had hired a CEO and a president and a senior vice president, and we had a team, and I was getting ready to, you know, I was trying to hand it off to them, but I was doing all the sales, business yeah. development. And um, they got together, and right when I empowered them, the day I empowered them, and, like, they could, the three of them could make decisions, yeah. uh, they fired me. Now, I didn't let them fire me, yeah. um, but they did. They called a board meeting, and they were going to fire me. And I remember I'm, I'm on the video conference, and I'm like, I've been Sean Parkered and now I've been Steve Jobs. <laughs> <laughs> this sucks. And uh, so, you know, I'm great at starting a fire in the rain. If, if it, a business thing, yeah. yeah, you know, like I like to chase the impossible. I love risk. Mm-hmm. So it's really healthy if I'm in an environment where um, I, I can do that. Yeah. yeah. And then if I can find, recruit, create, the right team that I can 
task to lead, manage, and keep it going, and then go to the next thing. Absolutely. Yeah, cool. And I, I want to take just this moment to officially announce that uh, you're the main backer of the Master of One podcast. So <laughs> All thank right. you so much from our yeah. from our heart to yours. Well, hey, um, you're welcome. <laughs> that $50 seed money is going <laughs> to... That's going to carry us, my friend. <laughs> That's fifty dollars more than we made all of last year. So, yeah. Um, See, so, roughly fifty times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> times more. Um, so, uh, so reimagine conference. Yeah. What's your connection with Noah? What's sure? Yeah. Well, Noah Elias, who is uh, he has the trademark for American artist. So not only is he the American artist, but he is legally. The American artist. <laughs> Is that uh, for real? That's for real. I did not know that. That's pretty, yeah, awesome, pretty right? fantastic. Noah and I have the same mentor, a guy named Bob Shank. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Noah and I have both had Bob uh, help guide our lives uh, for about a decade through something called the Master's Program. Mm-hmm. So that's an immediate connection. Uh, we both have been through this three-year program with Bob uh, twice. Yeah. So it's six years. We've invested our time into that. So that obviously creates uh, incredible synergy and trust. Like we understand each other's worldview and not just like I am a man that, you know, that cares about my family and is a theist, you know, (laughs) like that has a spiritual inclination to like, it's beyond that. It's very specific, very clear. So Noah and I, we can say a couple words and we can say paragraphs in a couple words. Sure. So it's been helpful for us to work together. So um, whenever I have really, uh, intense branding projects, then I will gravitate toward bringing Noah into it. Sure. So if I have a project where I think to myself, gosh, you know, it would be better to have somebody else do this instead of me, or it'd be better to have somebody come with me to work on this. Yeah. Uh, so that's one way that we've worked together. Yeah. And then Noah, um, and myself and a few dozen other guys have all gotten together in a new business venture, which includes investing in real estate and tech companies and utility companies and several things. So we're also business partners yeah. cool. uh, in okay. some of this structure. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, so before we started, we gave you a little bit of a heads up as to Great. what we're gonna do here. So we're the master of one. You're gonna become a master of, sounds like many, but you're gonna be a master of one here for the next few minutes of one of these categories. Patrick shuffling them up for you right now, Vegas style. I love it. Um, and you get to pick, and then you're gonna be that master for the next few minutes, so have okay. at it. Okay, so I'm gonna grab the one closest to me. Food. You know, it's destiny it okay. that I would turn food over for the four of us. <laughs> um, well, for those that can't see us, the four of us clearly love food. We like to eat. <laughs> we mean, know how to eat. Once or twice. Yeah. <laughs> Each meal. In the last 10 and so, um, you know, I found that it really, to increase my appetite, fasting mm-hmm. every night when I sleep. Mm-hmm. So I fast when I sleep. <laughs> yep. Like I don't, I don't have like one of those. A tube. In, in be, yeah. I don't have a tube. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. So every single day I have the diligence to fast and it, it mm-hmm. just like creates this unbelievable hunger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've been doing that for the last six years. It's been great. It's huge. It's huge. You know, uh, in all seriousness, my wife is actually one of the best cooks in the world. I can't hundreds and hundreds of times. I've said to myself, I'm, I'm at home, I'm eating. And I say to myself, I don't think I've ever had a meal this good at a restaurant. Yeah. Mm. So we have a really great partnership. You know, she cooks and I eat. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. It's really... You're, it's, the, you're the yin to her yang. It's the, it is. It's the best. Um, I, it, food's interesting. Um, I recently quit eating sugar. Okay. 
and most that's mostly like all foods. That's like all full foods. Yeah, yeah, that's all, like basically it. all foods. Uh, and I also basically cut out uh, wheat and yeah. starch. So it does change the way I think, you know. And I have a lot of responsibilities. So yeah. when I'm eating a lot of processed food, it, it, it can be difficult. Um, and it's also simplified things, you know, like my eating has gotten pretty simple now because there's not many things, right? I like eat eggs and bacon and veggies yeah. and nuts and coconut milk. So yeah. you would say that you think your, your thinking process has improved oh, since you've changed massive. Really? It's always been that way. I've, I mean, you could call this way of eating the caveman way of eating or yeah. paleo or but sure. basically it's, it's pretty simplistic. And I usually will do it for three, six, sometimes nine months at a time. And then eventually you have pie and then it's too late. <laughs> it's, it's like, a, Thanksgiving's it's like a heroin addict that just <laughs> yeah. actually, you know, shoots up. And so I it's like, yes, it's like, oh, no, no, I have to have pie every Did day. Did you guys know they sell pie at stores? Why do they do that? <laughs> yeah, I mean. It's so easy to get pie. That's the problem. You know, and pie, it fills the cracks of the heart. <laughs> It's a great, it's a great emotional numbing. Is there like a national pie organization that that could be their tagline? <laughs> it'll, it'll it'll the cracks of the heart. I don't know if we so. can for sure make a shirt yeah. of it. Yeah. So, so that's food. been Andrew's best moment of this weekend, by the way. Because <laughs> yeah, he's, he's going to make a shirt now that says that. So. Uh, so good. So, you know, food, uh, food has changed a lot recently. Um, and I, I do think that there's, people talk about like Mark Zuckerberg wears the same thing every day. Mm-hmm. And I've done that too. Yeah. I've had it to where I've had the same, you know, like things I'd wear. Or I would have like very similar things, right? Yeah. The idea right. Now, is the idea with so, that that if you don't have to make that decision, it opens you up to be able to make other decisions? I mean, like that's how he would say it. I would just say it's just sim- simple, right? Okay. There's just, there's something about simplicity in life. Sure. So our options for food has gotten very complicated, yeah. you know, it's, and for everything in America, we're in this Western culture where it's not just that there's 10 different kinds of candy bars. There's hundreds of kinds of candy bars and many of the large candy bars all have dozen different variations. So food has become kind of a strange thing. Um, And there's been a lot of weird innovation around food, um, you know, where people are trying to figure out how do you simplify food? How do you create something that tastes good, people will enjoy and they will actually want to have. And, um, but yeah, food. Food is like also a drug to a lot of people, mm-hmm. and there's no way really around it. You can't, you can't, you cannot walk in a bar if you're an alcoholic. Right. But if you have a tendency to turn to food instead of exercise, or food instead of drugs, or alcohol, or food instead of sex, if food is like your go to thing, you don't really have an option not to eat. That is right. a, that you is a really good point. cut it off cold turkey. Yeah, That's like yeah. that. I don't want to be an alcoholic, but I still have to have at least like three beers a day. Could you imagine? I mean, <laughs> yeah. that would yeah. that would be very difficult. So I think that food has a real need for disruption. When, it, when, you, when you talk about like your podcast, entertainment, information, and inspiration. Mm-hmm. So food to me kind of really falls into uh, in, information, inspiration is what's needed. Like mm-hmm. some people, groups, not an individual, but some people in groups like I would love for an Elon Musk type of mind mm-hmm. to come into nutrition yeah, and start thinking through nutrition the way he's thinking through where human beings are going to live or the way he's thinking through solar or the way he's thinking through cars or the way he's thinking through right. rockets like or money. Like obviously he's made a big impact. And there's sure. a lot of guys like this. I think that information needs to change and people need to be inspired to change the way that the options that we have with food and, but food is entertainment too. So right. it's not like food is just functional, right? right. Like right. we don't spend 20 minutes a day 
eating three meals as fast as we can. Right. Like we could spend several hours having one meal, right? right? So there's a lot to food. So, um, and right now I'm being disciplined with food. So it's easier mm-hmm. to talk about it when I'm not being disciplined with food and I feel kind of groggy and I feel like there's like a cloud, you know, um, at least that's, that's how it is for me. And I think it has to do with the sugar. I just think I don't react great to the processed sugar. Um, then I probably wouldn't even really want to talk about food. So <laughs> I, I, I do have, so I have one question. Yeah. We are given the time we're recording this, uh, we are a week away from Thanksgiving mm-hmm. and I'm very curious in the debate between a uh, pumpkin pie <laughs> and a Kentucky Derby pie. Uh, which is some, I don't, do y'all have those? Have you had Kentucky Derby? We don't. Derby? I'm what, in Santa what's Cruz. A, what's another name? Oh, I don't those? know what that is. Is, uh, is it like pie? With... It's similar to pecan pie. Okay. Do y'all have those for Thanksgiving? Yeah, I have pecan pie. So yeah. like pecan pie versus pumpkin pie. Okay. Uh, who's the winner? Pumpkin pie is yeah, the winner. Yeah, it fills the cracks much easier. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's so smushy. smushy. Yeah. yeah, you don't have to worry about those pecans jamming up the hole. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. I, okay. do, like, I do like pumpkin pie. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the fantastic. that's the right choice. Yeah, you could tell my voice actually got deeper. Yeah, yeah. She's like, oh, it's, it's, it's almost like I'm trying to talk. Maybe, to some pie. Maybe yeah. I shouldn't have belabored the pie. <laughs> Come here, pumpkin. Pie. <laughs> Come here, pumpkin. All right. Um, so I think the rest of the weekend you're, you're just going to be pumpkin to me. Um, so tell everybody where they can find you. They can follow you and and see all of the the cool stuff that you're part of. Sure. Well, uh, you can find me on Google. Ian Utile, I-A-N-U-T-I-L-E. So LinkedIn today is a good place to connect with me. And um, if you don't know me, you can send me a LinkedIn in mail. I check my messages. And uh, yeah, I'm always working on lots and lots of different projects. So it's fun to meet new people. And I'd be happy to meet folks that listen to your podcast. Here's the deal. Here's the deal, Ian. People listening to this are going to hear how chill you sound, right? And that's cool. We barely scratched the surface from what we talked about last night. Yeah, I'm not chill usually. You are. You have so much going on. You are a generator of things, a purveyor of hope, um, a, an that. optimistic futurist, mm. you, as you kind of categorize yourself. And uh, I can't imagine how you do all that stuff and still stay super chill. So thanks for taking a few minutes to chat with us. Yeah. Um, hopefully the rest of the weekend is as... Uh, uh, helpful as the, the first half has been and yeah. uh, look forward to chatting it up with you again sometime. Awesome. Glad cool to dude. be here, guys. Thanks, See man. Thanks, man. Great. That's it for this episode. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure to join us back here tomorrow for a full-length episode and follow us on social. Just search M of One Podcast on all the different platforms. But for now, we're out of here. I'm Andrew. I'm Patrick. I'm Luke. Peace out. Bye. Hold on to your butts.